Hello everyone and welcome to the new episode of Nature's Honor. I'm your host Nature Chad and today I bring you a special one with the golden one. I'm sure that most of you here already know who he is, but if you don't, he's a author of a book Dauntless, he's a businessman, has clothing, clothing business, he has his supplement business, he also is a YouTuber, he writes, he does so many things and He's, he's just been a great person for many years to a lot of men in the Western world. Be it from self-improvement standpoint, be it from politics, be it from, you know, just uplifting, empowering others and trying to spread the right message. So, as you can guess, it's been a great honor to talk to him. and Because he's been someone that I kind of looked up to because he's living in a way that is honorable and that is he set himself up to a high standard and he's living the life you know he's living it as some would like to say so of course it was just a privilege to talk to him you know we talked about as you will listen soon about self-improvement of course about uh, world about music about gaming about so many things a lot of topics in a short time but still i hope you enjoy it I want to thank Marcus once again for coming on to the show. And yeah, if you're new here, consider checking out the other podcasts. Consider checking out my content on Instagram, where is where I do most of my work. I write mostly, no essays, posts. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Hello, Marcus. It's a great honor to have you here. And I'm really looking forward to our talk because you're someone that I admire, really. You've built yourself up. You built your community up and you're doing something that is incredible for yourself for others for whole western civil- civilization i'd say you know so i'm just very happy to have like this opportunity to talk with you for and i want to thank you first for your time and yeah like how are you doing man first of all how are you doing yeah thank you very much for the kind words and uh, thank you for the invite so uh, yeah i am all good i have been reading a bit in the sun before um recording this so i'm full of solar energy and uh, ready to to bring some enlightenment to our listeners perfect perfect man i've been doing the same really i every morning getting in the sun maybe doing some gardening you know it's the best morning routine right now not just you know staying indoors and doing something but going outside it's the best thing you know you know for mental health but yeah it is it is yeah definitely i want to ask you this first of all like how did you even start, you know, working yourself? How, what, what is something that, you know, tips you over to actually realize that, hmm, maybe I need to start doing something for myself? Um, well, basically, it's a quite long story. I've always trained something. So um, uh, a brief uh, history of my training can be football. Like, uh, I suppose you also played football when you were, when you were a kid. Yes, of course. Yeah, all all uh, European boys do it. Uh, so I did that up until so basically from I don't know five years of age up until mm-hmm. I was uh, twelve, thirteen or something. Uh, then I didn't do much. Some sporadic training, just you know, some sports, some football, nothing uh, regular. Uh, then I started Thai boxing and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at sixteen. Mm-hmm. I did that up until. I was uh, 19 and uh, then I went into the army for 11 months and then after that I um, 
as I mentioned in a recent video I made that I had a really good momentum uh, from the army, you know, when you were used to, mm. uh, well, training hard, um, a bit different, of course, from gym training, but I still had that momentum. So I carried it straight over to the gym, started training five days a week, so Monday through Friday, and uh, that's really when when the whole uh, journey began, uh, because as um, as most guys know who have started in the gym, that you know when you start going to the gym, there are so many other pieces falling into place. Of course. So you take care of your diet, your sleep, your you know you start thinking about so many other things. So that's really when uh, when it all started, um, and then when I started my you know as a content creator or um, uh, or YouTube or mm-hmm. having a blog and, and stuff like that. Uh, I was actually a few years in. Uh, I got a lot of questions from from people, you know, people I went to university with, or just you know, guys in the gym, because I had had, I had gotten quite good results by this time. So, two three years in to my gym journey, so I decided to start um, a little page uh, where I basically responded to questions so I didn't have to uh, repeat myself so I could just send a link to people saying okay what's my routine uh, how do you you know build a big chest or whatever <laughs> um, so basically that's how it started and then uh, in 2013 I decided to buy myself a webcam it's the best investment I've ever made so <laughs> I did that and uh, yeah I started recording uh, videos uh, I made a few at first in Swedish. They uh, they didn't turn out all too well. Uh, <laughs> then uh, then I switched to um, to English so I could reach a large audience. And especially since I was active on you know certain uh, bodybuilding forums and stuff like that, um, so it was more natural to do it in English actually. Mm. But uh, yeah, anyway, so that's uh, that's how it continued. And the the principle of the videos at first uh, was the same. Just uh, give my response to certain basic training questions and um, yeah, it sort of grew from there. Amazing. It's fun listening to this because I have a similar story as well, you know, before creating content in English, I spoke in Croatian and of course mm. I had, I did like YouTube for six months and had 20 subscribers. Mm. So <laughs> that's that. But yeah, uh, it's very interesting because I also started with training and like you said, it has so many different habits that go along with it, the compound effect, you know, you start taking care yeah. of your mind a bit because, you know, you're reading about training and you start, mm. hmm, what, let's, let's take this philosophy to a higher level. But something that you said, and I'll actually write a post about this soon, is very interesting. You didn't necessarily went, uh, go to the army to improve yourself, you know, it, your goal was not, oh, I need to improve myself. It's just something that naturally came from the thing that you were doing. And this yeah. is the difference where when I give advice nowadays, I say, well, it's better that you that you pursue something higher than yourself and you will automatically gain the benefits than just going about, you know, doing habits, doing stuff like that, because it's not natural. And you, it's very, you know, like uh, superficial, like it's very thin. But when you're doing something like going through army, you actually develop as a whole. So yeah. that's very interesting, you know. So... You, of course, you started, you know, let's bra and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> yes. And how how did uh, that 
start things start changing you know from being gym oriented oriented to slowly start you know talking about your own your own mental health uh, and also about the world about the others you know about the situations how did that transition yeah so basically i um for those who don't know me from my first title, uh, <laughs> Latsbra, which basically means uh, latissimus dorsi, so that's the big back muscles. And since I've always been, I had a quite distinct V shape to my physique. It was a, uh, it was a title I could claim quite, <laughs> um, quite naturally, and and use that as a, yeah, as a title or as a name. Um, but this was only to do with the gym and uh, during my early twenties. So from 20 to 24 I was uh, yeah insanely in love with the gym <laughs> I was really really into it uh, but previously I'd always been you know historically uh, and politically motivated um, mm. so one one reason for training before so training Thai boxing and stuff like that uh, going into the army it was also um, a sense of something else so mm. when I was I think it was 24 I, I wanted to get back to being a bit more uh, more of a complete of an individual so therefore I transitioned from just being Latsbra the the gym individual who only focused on that and I wanted to incorporate a bit more of my uh, worldview uh, mm. in my work so therefore I uh, took the title of the golden one and uh, now also something to keep in mind that when I did this I also knew that there was going to be a lot of work on my part to actually uh, live up to the role because I yeah, also knew yeah. that many guys, many normies, they would of course laugh and say, oh, how how arrogant, how can he call himself such a thing? Uh, especially since we live in quite ironic times, many guys, they don't take particularly much serious, but I knew for myself at least that if I if I am to take this title and do it in a sincere manner, and this is also something I truly believe in to approach life in a sincere manner to do things mm -hmm. in a sincere manner to not hide behind irony to not hide behind making everything into a joke so that was sort of um a title i claimed for myself and then i had to work really hard to live up to it and that also you know pushed me to um, try to improve myself in as many ways as possible uh, so i had perfected the physique to a quite large extent by this time so now i also had to you know improve in many different ways so it was a a, a big motivating factor in the uh, in the self improvement game of course so that uh, yeah. yeah yeah definitely um, and that's something that i can relate to as well because once you give yourself a name it could be a name or a goal or something a vision it's kind of the same thing but it's it puts you out of just yourself and it it makes you think about the responsibility that you have for others yeah. especially when we're talking about you know western civilization when you're talking about these things when you put yourself out there it's a responsibility to be the greatest you can be so it's definitely a beautiful thing and and that's something you know that motivates me every day because when you're just doing things by yourself it's easy to say ah i can forgive myself i can skip the workout i can skip doing this once you know that what things are at play and there, there are people actually watching you and taking maybe even inspiration from you, then that, that changes everything, you know? So it's a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, yeah. It, absolutely true. Absolutely. Uh, and that's also um, a very good point in in an era that we live in now with quite a lot of individualism. Uh, and this is also my, um, you know, whenever we talk about self-improvement, a common uh popular author philosopher uh, Jordan B Peterson mm-hmm. now I do I do believe he has some good profound insights and I do believe he does some good work as well but the my main critique of his work is the is that his self-improvement it stops with the individual uh, mm. but for me it's always been to you know be the best that you can be for your tribe nation civilization so it goes beyond yourself and also that exactly as you say that you have a responsibility to others, so it's not only about yourself. So for me now, um, you know, I I know that everything I do it will have an impact mm. upon those I influence. So I have a, a choice in basically everything I do. Mm. I can ask: Is this something I would like others to Absolutely. emulate me in? So do I live disciplined and um, strive for higher ideals? Yes, I do, because then I also know that. Maybe it can be a hundred, it can be ten, it can be one, it can be a thousand, it doesn't really matter. But as long as you can influence others in a good direction, you have a responsibility to do so. And um, that responsibility, it's, um, it is something to be both treasured and honored. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there, man. And I believe it's just a natural progression, you know. And, so, and this is maybe like, uh, I also respect Jordan Peterson, he has great books, but... Uh, it's a natural progression and the way they speak about these things it's unnatural because once you got better as a person I believe it's a natural instinct to actually want to share that wisdom and to help others around you because you're like I found this amazing thing you know I actually it's like you find that it's not happiness like pill but it's something that is uplifting something that makes you uh, just a better person and of course you want to share these things with others you know yeah but I want to ask you then about this. So we said it's our responsibility. Why should we care about these things? Why should we care about others, about our people, about our culture, and about the whole world that we live in? Like, why should we just be? Why don't we just be like, oh, I just want to look smacks. I want to be the biggest, and I want to, you know, live alone and die in peace. You know, why? Why should we care? Um, but I think there are many different answers to this. One, one thing I have thought quite a lot of um, over the last, well, quite many years now, I ask myself, why are there so many guys, uh, so young Western men who are depressed, they feel mm. like shit, they might even end up killing themselves. So why is this? And I do believe that if we're talking about um, a biological reason for actually committing suicide is that you don't feel needed. You don't mm. feel needed by anyone. So therefore it's better to just, um, yeah, to, to end your own life. So that is the, I would say, the extreme of nihilism yeah. perhaps. That nothing matters and you don't matter or more specifically, you don't matter to anyone. And that is, you know, if you want to have some more fulfillment and happiness in your life i'd say the first step is to bring value to others to feel that you are useful to others because if you if you don't i believe that's the actually the main reason people are depressed then of course you have biological reasons why why many 
when many people are depressed. So, you know, lack of sunlight, bad mm. food, lack of sleep, a lot of screen time, a lot of pornography, alcohol, drugs. You know, those are biological factors, but I also believe mm-hmm. that the biggest reason for men being unhappy is the constant focus on themselves and that uh, the universe begins and ends with themselves. I do believe mm-hmm. that's a, a source of unhappiness for many. Um, so to just begin there, why is it important to view yourself as part of something bigger? Yeah, first and foremost, for your own happiness. So mm-hmm. uh, if you want to be happy, care about others. And this is also, you know, standard advice um, you see in certain religions and philosophies that you know, do do nice things for others and you will feel good yourself. So that's yeah. uh, a good starting point, I'd say. Then, of course, on a, on a historical level, I, I personally do not want to be part of a generation which let uh, the West fall completely into, into ruin. I don't mm-hmm. want to be... You know, when when history judges uh, Sweden, for example, in 2022, they ask, okay, what uh, what was happening here? Yeah, there was a metapolitical and spiritual battle taking place where the um, uh, the one who wins uh, will decide the the political course of um, of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Then I don't want to have you know done nothing. I will at least want to have said that yeah you know we tried uh, what we could and we did win uh, because ultimately I do believe that we will win because tides are turning quite fast and Indeed. favorably in um, in our favor. And uh, yeah, I want to be part of that. Uh, this also has to do with the level of conscientiousness you have for yourself that. I, I couldn't I couldn't live with myself if I knew that mm. I had done nothing. So I only ask myself, okay, what can I do? Um, first and foremost, what sort of battle is this? Yes, it's a metapolitical battle to a large extent. Uh, this is how the left won in Sweden by taking over the uh, the narrative, the discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and uh, now we have to do the same. So uh, yeah, uh, many different, a big topic for sure. But absolutely, I hope that, yeah, uh, we could record uh, yeah. a few episodes about that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and something I think this will be the like the biggest point we can make. Uh, so the idea is, and why people like us look at uh, are, well, look as bad guys is this: on paper, the idea of unity, oneness, it sounds beautiful, right? It sounds perfect, like we reach this utopia state and we are happy all living together. Why is this impossible? Why This is, I believe, the biggest, you know, you could say red pill to people. That they, everything that, you know, that is trying, basically, that we are fighting against right now, it's on paper, it makes kind of sense for people looking outside. Of course, we want to accept everything. Ah, okay, you can be weak. Don't worry, you can go kill yourself. It's okay, you know, and you can do all of these things. And for someone looking from outside, they're like, great. Why should we, uh, why should we even uh, like make rules for anyone? But why is this impossible? What happens when we allow like this complete sense of freedom? You know, what happens and what is happening right now to us? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And uh, this is also one of this, yeah, a big red pill now that 
freedom from responsibility, uh, freedom to do exactly what you want, it can lead to the uh, a quite severe depression as well. Because if you don't have these guidelines, these mm. duties, um, of course, if you don't have that, then uh, if you're not responsible for anything, you lack purpose, you lack meaning. And that is the same thing as I has mentioned, yeah, exactly. why many young men are depressed, that if they don't have a purpose, then uh, yeah, it's quite easy for the, the demons of uh, nihilism to, uh, mm-hmm. to to get you. So bringing back a purpose, bringing back some guidelines, bringing back a, well, generally a, a quest for young men to embark upon, it's uh, supremely, supremely important. Of course, of course. And I and I really agree with you there because you know people think that you have to find your meaning you know you have to find your purpose and then they go on this journey you know maybe travel around the world maybe do all of these things and when they are missing the point you know mm. I like to look at it as this you know obviously I, my, I call myself nature chat and I like to look at a lot of things through nature and you, and you can simply see that through nature everything already has its purpose already already has its you know there are rules nature's guidelines as well and and when you look at it you know from things about just how how the world works you can see that anything like this what modern narrative is going it's against nature yeah it's completely against nature and i mean who can argue that ah but okay <laughs> earth is here for i don't know six billion years but now in this to last 20 years no nothing natural is good not natural is good you know mm. it, this it literally can be brought back to that argument um about you can look at this we have been gifted with the blessing you know of mind of mm. thinking but that doesn't mean that we are not part of nature and if we can actually combine those two things we achieve a beautiful state of living you know but no, yeah. it's either nature, you know, it's either nature or it's either, you know, intellectual. It's the combination of both. And that's what makes us human. Yeah. But they, they don't see this point, unfortunately, you know. But I want to ask you uh, this. So besides working on yourself, uplifting, you know, others around you, what can especially young men do to support their community to, I guess, I don't even say, I don't even want to say fight against someone. But just do the right thing, do the natural thing. What what are some things that we can do? Um, well, basically, uh, as I mentioned previously, that there might be the case that you know one individual he inspires one other individual, or he perhaps inspires ten hundred thousand. Uh, this works on a on a local, on a tribal level as well. That you know, if you if we go back to, you know, a more organic society, maybe only a hundred years ago, you had in, uh, well, in Croatia or in Sweden, you had a a, a village or a small town. Um, you had the younger guys growing up, of course, and they had mm-hmm. to look at at someone, uh, which then would be the the older a bit more developed uh, young men of the tribe. Mm-hmm. What they did, of course, was to set, hopefully, then a good example for the younger um, individuals so they could, you know, be molded into a certain culture. And this is something I see a great value in right now. I, I made a podcast episode a while back where I used an example of 
you know, if there is a young Napoleon, uh, perhaps he's mm. alive now, perhaps he's, you know, 10 years of age right now, and he has the power to restore European civilization. He has the power to be a key component in turning this ship around so we can actually save European civilization. So this young Napoleon, he then can grow up, he can be molded, formed by many different forces, of course. So if there is only one culture, uh, or a few different cultures, but all negative, he might only look to, you know, Bugman culture that uh, that is only concerned with technology and gaming. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, as we might talk about later, I, I also do like gaming, but mm-hmm. I also see there's a uh, there's a danger in excessive amounts of gaming, and I see a lot of young Western men uh, gaming too much. Uh, but so that is one aspect of modern life. He might be, you know, going fully in that, or he might be attracted to. I don't know, American hip-hop gangster culture. <laughs> uh, go that way. Um, or he might waste all of his divine energy on pornography and, uh, you know, perhaps not find um, a value in anything. So, you know, if these are the only choices he has, uh, the only cultures, subcultures um, that he is exposed to uh, well yeah then we have lost that young napoleon to the ages mm. however if we can build um build a culture where it's absolutely natural that you know all guys that in his class for example or all guys in his um local community uh that are a few years older they're all going to the gym for example they are all doing certain things that are are carrying themselves in a certain way they are talking about certain things and they are you know disdainful of certain things so if we have you know these attitudes this uh, this culture everywhere that allows many young men not only the potential young napoleon but also just you know regular guys they can grow up into uh, a good culture so instead of me being um you know, someone who is uh, has a bit of a following. Uh, I cannot be alone in setting a good mm-hmm. example. It has to be, you know, all around these young men because it might be the case that, you know, I reach out to to a young man on YouTube, uh, and I say, uh, you know, you must uh, train, and he says, oh, okay, this sounds all good and reasonable, but if he is mm-hmm. surrounded by uh, young men who are not in the least interested in self-improvement or seeking a higher destiny. Yeah, the the risks are that he will um, that he will go with the flow because that's usually a, a quite human thing to do to go with the flow. Yeah. So instead, everyone on our local level has a responsibility to set a good example. And if we have in yeah, like we had a hundred years ago, that you had certain attitudes that were dominating so for example in terms of duty everyone every man knew he had to do his duty to his people and country Mm -hmm. because if you didn't there was something wrong with you and you stuck out in a bad way so if you can bring back those sort of values those attitudes and it doesn't matter if a particular person inspires 10 or 100 or a thousand as long as we have those constant inspirations constant 
you know, the, the zeitgeist of an entire civilization is geared in one direction. So I'd say that yet again, everyone has the responsibility to set a good example because you never know who you will, you know, uh, spark a flame in. Uh, mm -hmm. It might be the case that I, five years ago, I sparked a flame in an individual who then yeah yeah you know started on his progression plan and then he sparked a flame in a in a third person and that third person has a a nephew which <laughs> you know is 10 years of age now and and suddenly he wants to embark upon the quest for um for something higher and then 10 years later he might be a, a young napoleon in the making yeah so this yeah. is the this is why i don't really care how many followers someone has because you never know who will be inspired by that particular individual uh, and that's the value of having this very broad uh, broad movement of um, yeah the the strive for something higher so yeah i don't know if that was a a good response or if i was just rambling it was but anyway. it was because you like i said in the beginning you know, this is very holistic and there's no you're basically t telling people <laughs> i don't want you to be sad and depressed I want you to have a meaningful life, which will also make others more happy and meaningful, feel more meaningful, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and when you present it like this, you know, how can you disagree with these things? Mm. I, don't, I don't know, you know, but there are still some people, you know, I guess lying to themselves, lying to themselves and not wanting to accept the fact that you do have to put in some work. You know, you do have to put in some work and that's yeah, yeah. really about Definitely. it. You know, I like to say what you do is how you'll feel. It, it's literally impossible to separate these two things. Your yeah. actions, how you live, what you do, what you think will uh, stack upon each other and create what is you and that you might be happy, you might be strong or someone depressed, you know. And something yeah. that you that I want to actually touch upon and you mention it briefly in Napoleon uh, comparison it's about you know the degeneracy in music nowadays you know because this is something that like most of population they have always their earbuds in their ears and they're basically listening to affirmations <laughs> non-stop yeah. and what are those affirmations I want to kill myself I want to sell drugs murder <laughs> the yeah. hose this is what they're listening to every day how yeah. do you expect you know to feel great after listening to this yeah yeah that's a good point uh it's it's a really good point and <laughs> this is also one of these things that um i see for young men that of course a young say 16 year old guy he wants something high testosterone and then he's uh he gets two uh, two cultural inputs and one of them is that all white men are uh, are lame pushovers that aren't really anything to look up to yeah. and this is of course it isn't true but it's the truth that the mainstream and hollywood and our our enemies they're trying to present so they say to to the white young men that you know if you want something masculine you have to adopt the mannerisms of um, african-american gangster mm. rappers and as you say <laughs> the the affirmations they hear yeah, hoes and selling drugs and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, absolutely. You know the whole the narrative. You know the in the TV shows, the dad is always the funny guy, the pushover. You know. Yeah. Um, and as well, you know, the masculine figures nowadays are drug addicts. You know, and mm. even for whites, you know, like the emo rappers, the stuff like this. 
this is what it's inspiring to young men. Like, I want to become a new rapper. This is what mm. I want to do in life, you know. And with that lifestyle, of course, you attract different things. There, there are only like a few, <laughs> like you can, on the, your hands, on the fingers on your hands, you can put like a good uh, bass uh, sound, like music, uh, bands and so on. Like it's sad, mm. but I know that you always promote to create art and yeah. to create like this art that is uplifting for, well, us Western men. Um, so tell me a bit about that, you know, about art creation. Like <laughs> you've been painting, painting recently and you got like, I've noticed good really fast. So how do you go? Uh, how do you go about? It? And you, yeah, and you also been uh, writing as well. Like, um, how do you say it? Calligraphy. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, the, I see that you definitely went into that direction a bit. Tell me a bit about it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I have been painting Warhammer models for uh, quite some time. Uh, then I decided to paint some you know, on a flat uh, mm -hmm. canvas, basically. And uh, yeah, I sort of like it uh, much of what I've done over the last uh, almost 10 years now. It's been artistic to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I make, a, yeah, primarily my training videos, I view them as a, as a work of art, basically. So I have, you know, I try to get some, some nice shots of um, me doing squats or whatever. Uh, then I try to mix them with some, you know, drone shots in nature, yeah, uh, yeah. or um, you know, some swimming underwater, or some nice uh, aesthetic architecture. Some, some viewing it as a, as a work of art that you know, on on one side, I want to promote training, of course, because it's such a, um, an overall key to, uh, to success in in everything. And then, of course, you have to um, to make it more aesthetically pleasing uh, appealing as well with yeah some some nice nature shots so the artistic side it's always been there uh and i try to bring it out uh, whenever i can so mm -hmm. this is um painting on on a canvas like this is just another way and usually uh and this is also a, a teaching from the gym actually that many things they are uh, connected uh, so mm -hmm. just as you know our a strong squat will aid you in your deadlift so will my artistic development in one area it will aid me in a different area so i do some clothing designing as well of course i mm -hmm. measure and design clothes for legio gloria uh never thought that would be a clothing designer <laughs> but uh, here we are um so i view it as you know a big puzzle that i get better at one artistic um path Mm -hmm. That also has a good carryover effect to other things. So if I do some calligraphy, yeah, I train my hand, I train my sense of proportion, I train my... Uh, it's also a bit meditative. You have to be really careful when you draw the lines. And this, of course, it translates well into basically everything else I do, especially mm -hmm. with proportions. You can talk about proportions in terms of, of bodybuilding or in clothing or in any graphic design. So if you have a good eye for that, it's good and it will have that good carryover effect. So to to respond, why why am I doing more art and calligraphy now? It's just I I tried to complete myself more um, as an artist, uh, mm -hmm. to use that uh, term. Uh, then also, it's quite nice to, to feel that progression. Uh, and yeah. this is also one of these things that will make anyone fall in love with the gym, that when you... Uh, 
when you see your progression that you know you're getting better uh, or in the gym you're getting stronger you're getting more muscular that is um, yeah it's quite it's quite addictive and i feel the same with the art and calligraphy that it's really nice to know yeah. that you yeah. uh, you get better and you unlock new techniques and you unlock uh, um, yeah a higher level to these things absolutely so yeah this all ties into you know it on beauty like a war against beauty like ugliness and beauty you know it's it's something that our enemy you know you could say they hate beauty yeah it's from architecture from physical appearance you know from nature again nature literally <laughs> gardens yeah. no let's turn that into you know uh, cement and something like that yeah. you know <laughs> so it's, it's definitely a battle and basically when you're just doing beautiful things which we said make you feel good make others mm. feel good you are contributing to the grander uh, battle you could say you know yeah yeah definitely and this is something um uh, a quite big red pill that it might be obvious but it takes a while to truly understand the the ramifications of it and if we're looking at architecture for example or the um as you say cement concrete <laughs> uh, grayness instead of living nature now we have quite a few of these areas in sweden you know big it's called million project which mm -hmm. is like uh built in the night uh, in the 60s so the 1960s uh to house um to house people and they are soul crushing uh, <laughs> so these brutalist uh, abominations and i i totally understand that that people are depressed if they live in those sort of environments if you're mm. constantly surrounded by this this sheer ugliness that um, completely gray, uh, not a sign of life, uh, no nice gardens, no nice architecture at all. And comparing that to some some of the most beautiful places on earth. So we can have uh, Visby, so the capital of Gotland, which is the um, uh, a rather big island in mm -hmm. the middle of the Baltic Sea, belonging to Sweden. Perhaps the most beautiful place on earth and there you have um, it all especially in, in summer in July or August when you have the roses are blooming so you have streets nice. uh, you know with really picturesque quaint houses and uh, you know the a lot of red roses are blooming beautiful and then you have an old church ruin and then you have a big church cathedral then you have the, the Baltic Sea uh, because it's a coastal town of course so you have all of these components and it makes it so alive so you have all of these different aspects and it it feels so beautiful and alive and it's yeah. uh it's such a contrast to this yeah socialist uh soviet style yeah. uh, abominations that you see croatia is full of those like full of those as well like uh, oh right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah of course yugoslavia <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but and the, yeah, the thing is it literally feels, we say it feels nice, but it's the way it's supposed to feel, you know? It's one mm. thing, this is what humanity can be, should be. Yeah. But yeah, it is what it is, you know, like in Croatia, there's a lot of, you know, for example, in Split, there's a Roman castle, like a ritual Roman castle in from 6th century, I believe. There's Dubrovnik. It's, the, mm. it's literally the whole, uh, it's this, uh, the last like version, you could say, of this town was built in 16th century. Uh, mm. It's full stone, but also some nature, and it's completely preserved. And also the Adriatic, Adriatic Sea. It, this is something, you know, that I'm used to seeing. 
But uh, yeah, it's a shame that people don't get to experience this this way of life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I I do feel genuinely sorry for yeah uh, for those who grew up in these uh, soul crushing environments in in these uh, Soviet style uh, cities. And uh, of course, Sweden wasn't part of the Soviet, but we still had this socialist uh, architecture uh, in <laughs> the 60s. And uh, and yeah, uh, this is also one. Uh, if if I'm to give some advice here for someone who who might live in such an area, uh, try to get away from it. Now, of course, I do understand it's it's much easier said than done, and mm. um, and it is what it is. But uh, and on the same time, uh, at the same time, if you are fortunate enough to have nature nearby, uh, do make the most out of it. Uh, yeah. So you know, walk in nature, be in nature, meditate in nature. It will have uh, a good impact on you. Um, especially if you feel a bit down or sad, spend some time mm. in nature. Do some forest bathing. I think they <laughs> do it in Japan to uh, to optimize their uh, mental health. Absolutely. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Even if you are living in that, and of course, like we have to be real. Not, no one, most of people are not living this optimized lifestyle. They're kind of having to survive. And this is normal, yeah. you know. Uh, of course, you're, and even if you are in this situation right now, even if you are in there for a few years, this is okay if it's a part of a process. If it's a yeah. part of you making money, starting something, or something like that, that's all right. But even so, even if you are in that period of life, that doesn't forbid you from going to nature and maybe buying a plant or two, you know, maybe buying a, a nice piece of art. And of course, mm. yeah, being outside as much as possible, you know, like this is, that's the key. Um, like you said, forest bathing, like literally charging up your body with uh, negative ions, with uh, uh, fresh air, sun. It, it is, uh, <laughs> it, I, I find it funny when we talk about these things because these things are natural and just normal. But we have to, we have to talk about this because it's literally like forgotten. It's forgotten that nature heals and that we have pretty much everything at our disposal if we just follow the way of nature. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, let, let me move on to the next topic that I want to talk about and that is so yeah you said you have clothes you make great clothes you make great supplements as well like right now I'm taking your uh, glycine like oh I'll, nice I'll, nice yeah I mean let's be real like it's not <laughs> overly charged as some do and it's you know what you get uh, <laughs> but and there's also I also love your coffee I took your creatine, I took your way, but the shipping, I think, to Croatia is a bit, uh, it was a bit, you know, messed up. So, I was, is, it, is it all right now? Is it, are you shipping to Croatia again? Um, yeah, 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 we are. Uh, we had a lot of issues logistically uh, yeah, yeah. for a while there, uh, but now things are getting... Great, great. I should get the way again. Forward. But yeah, and of course, you have your uh, books, uh, your book, uh, basically, Dauntless, you know. Yeah. So, you are, in a sense, an entrepreneur as well. Like you are a businessman, like a real businessman. And yeah. th there's something I want to ask you about, you know, about how you manage your time, you know, because you are responsible for yourself. You are responsible for everything that you do. And if you do not show up, no one is going to do the job for you, you know. So, yeah. of course, I'm sure that all of this has been new to you. Like you said, you never wanted, you never thought that you would make clothes. And, no. and I'm sure it was stressful, and especially with supplements, logistics, all these things. So how do you like, how did you find all, all, of this, uh, all of this experience and what tips do you have 
for someone starting out because right now I'm also like starting a business uh, it's not online it's in real life but it's also like something that is solely re uh, dependent on me so yeah yeah so uh, a great starting point as uh, as with most things uh, is in the gym actually <laughs> so what I mean with that is that you have to two two things to take into consideration first and foremost the the holistic view of it so that if you want good results in the gym you have to think about everything you have to think about uh, your sleep your diet uh, your mindset when you are in the gym you have to think about recovery um, everything like that same thing with any business that you have so many different aspects to it so it's not only about um, it's not only so if we're talking about supplements it's not mm -hmm. only about researching a good recipe or you know finding a clean ingredient then you also have to th think about your various regulations what sort of bags you will put them in uh, what sort of design you want to put on the bags uh, what yeah. sort of logistical arrangement you want if you have um, a web shop you have to think about all of the uh, administrative work there so it's um it's a very broad aspect of it especially if you're doing it alone you have to learn so many things and what i've found is that as long as you're patient as long as you're patient and you dedicate time to it so you dedicate a full day to get something done mm. really well and if you do it really well from the beginning you don't have to do it again uh, a while later so it's the same thing as learning the basics uh, of you know technique basics in the gym so if you learn how to do a good deadlift you have to learn it uh, intensely for you know a few weeks and then you have it for life same thing when we're talking about business if you learn certain fundamentals certain fundamentals certain fundamental uh, routines mm -hmm. so if you have your accounting if you always do things in a certain way that as soon as you have bought something for the company that you save the receipt in a certain folder on your computer yeah. you always do it in the same way and uh, when you implement these routines and habits uh, you will save time in the long run um, then also of course progression just as you want to get uh, stronger in the gym you also want to make better uh, things uh, for your business so for me as I have viewed it I started quite humbly with the clothing and I had a mindset from the beginning that okay after each release I'm just looking at the clothes what can be better can we improve mm -hmm. the cut so that's why I have had you know different versions of basically the same garments so polo shirts the first version they were a bit tight over the shoulders so the next version they were a bit more spacious around the shoulders uh, <laughs> also upgraded from regular cotton to organic cotton so it feels a bit nicer so the mindset of constant improvement that you always find ways to make it better um, just the same in the gym you always find a way to get you know get higher on your mm -hmm. on your path and this is something i do uh, winning business as well constantly trying to make it better just you know finding some minute detail that you can improve on of course yeah and uh, what you said about uh, what you said about the uh, the shirts it's not your fault that your followers have wide shoulders no. but, <laughs> but other True. than that yeah um, someone that's been you know active lately 
on social media and you know starting her own thing is your lovely wife like she mm -hmm. gave, gives great information you know i want to give her a shout out uh, it's julia wellness tips right on the instagram yeah 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 amazing content you know she has a cookbook as well and for a book for female health um i actually released cookbook as well two months before her it's, it's, it's funny but mm. uh, yeah uh how from the days of gains kitchen how has your health changed you know how has your diet changed you know now nowadays uh yeah so it's um it's uh, changed for the better i'd say so i've always had you know from the Danes days of Gaines Kitchen I I could perform well in the gym but something I noticed a quite a quite big difference since uh yeah Julia took over my uh, my diet so to speak mm -hmm. is I I feel sharper uh mentally uh which is needed by the way for you know I have a lot of things to think about constantly uh, mm -hmm. uh again uh supplements clothing books um uh, online work videos so I have to think about a lot all the time so for me to keep a sharp mind is uh, is essential otherwise I would uh, I mm. wouldn't be able to do anything if my mind wasn't as sharp as possible as often as possible um, and and that she's been very helpful uh, with uh, so especially if we're talking about more uh, more ancestral eating mm. uh, and she was quite fortunate in growing up with um, you know cooking uh, by her grandmother from a time where before many of these maladies of the modern world so you know cooking with real butter for example yeah. you know eating liver drinking bone broth these sort of things that um for me growing up uh, you know I, I don't remember eating real butter but we had you know some sort of mix mm. uh, margarine and then yeah maybe 80% butter but it wasn't as clean as, as it could be and um, now, of course, eating a lot of meat as well, which uh, feels great for the, the mental uh, well-being. So I would say that meat is good for the mind and dairy products um, are good for the body. So for bone density and for strength and uh, stuff like that. And then, of course, you have things such as bone broth. I didn't use to drink bone broth uh, mm. before uh, meeting her, but now we do it quite regularly. Same thing with um, liver, uh, eating liver pate, uh, tastes mm. quite nice as well. So you have all of these different things that I do feel, uh, I actually do feel uh, younger in my, <laughs> um, in my mind and body now than maybe even 10 years ago, which is yeah. fun. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it's had a, a good a good impact. All of these uh, changes and uh, same thing here. I mean, she's constantly reading, uh, constantly looking for ways to improve our health as well. So, um, so yeah, good uh, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I talked to her a few days ago about uh, water filtration. And yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big yeah. She she's doing. She started talking about things that are perhaps controversial to some in our community. But mm. speaking from heart, and this is something yeah. you know that I'm most happy about when I see people talking from their hearts. You know, mm. even it's, it's just something about being genuine that's missing in social media nowadays, you know. And you, of course, her, and of, a lot of other creators that I'm surrounded with are starting to bring back that sense of genuine, uh, you know, being genuine. Yeah. But, and also providing good information. And this is, I guess, this is something new. This is something that you didn't see really before. You either had 
you know, fitness pro accounts, you had some self-improvement accounts, uh, some maybe health accounts, but now it's kind of all mixed into one thing. Um, and a lot of people, not a lot, but there's starting to come people that provide really like honest, honest things that will help you in your life. And this yeah. is something that I believe you mentioned, like we are on a, on a rise, like things are getting better overall and we will win. Yeah. So, yeah, but this, yeah, about social media, something that I want to ask, you know, and this is big. Uh, finding balance between white pills and black pills, because you know how it is. Uh, it's easy to get into those Telegram channels. It's easy to follow these mm. pages and get completely uh, negative about the whole world, you know, but at yeah. the same time, uh, people will say, if you are not aware of these things, then you will be brainwashed, you will be ignorant, you won't be, yeah. uh, you won't realize what's going on in the world. So how do you balance, especially, you know, when you are talking about these things, how do you manage to c come from it from a positive space? Uh, yeah, so a good rule of thumb would be to have maybe... 90 to 95 percent uplifting white pills and then mm. five ten percent uh, black or red pills um now i'm in a good situation here as well that i uh, i have talked about many you know black pilling or red pilling topics uh, mm -hmm. over the years so people know that people know where i what i work for yeah, what i work yeah. towards what i am opposed to so i don't really need to uh, talk about it so often because everyone knows that what I'm trying to achieve is regime change here in Sweden and regime change in most of yeah. the West. That is by those are my goals. So everyone sort of know um, knows that. Uh, the, the only time you talk about black pills is when you uh, clickbait <laughs> on the title. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. Uh, I know that people they love they love black pills. So if I if I need to clickbait every once in a while, I I do it. And um, then of course, some things. Sometimes you need to take a black pill or a red pill to, you know, to. Uh, to contemplate, to to mull it over in your mind, and then you start to, you know, take adequate action um, to 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 get rid of mm -hmm. it. But I would say that it depends on on where you are in your in your own journey. Um, I'd say for for someone who is completely naive, it can be good to get a good few red pills and black pills in, and then when you know the gravity of the situation, when you know certain fundamental truths uh, about biology, race, bioculture, politics, uh, everything like that, then you can start working uh, towards becoming the best that you can be. And then you also know what to look out for. Uh, so, for example, if you live in, you know, a guy living in a multicultural city in, in England, for example, mm -hmm. I mean, he needs to have certain red pills in regards to race and uh, ethnic uh, you know, dynamics in a society. He needs to have those insights um, sooner rather than later. So, of course, he he does uh, he does need to have it. Uh, but then, to constantly, when you have already come to these conclusions that yeah, okay, uh, I know this 
realities about race, but to constantly bombard your mind with, you know, a, a young white guy getting kicked in the mm. head by 10 non-whites. I mean, it's not really productive if you already know the situation <laughs> we find ourselves in. So for me right now, when I do create content, yeah, maybe I try to get five or 10% red pills so that people know, yeah, this is what to look out for. Mm -hmm. But then beyond that point, uh, I'm more focused on what we can actually do to get into a position to change all of these things. And for me personally, I try to limit the black pills with uh, with as much as possible. Now, of course, I still want to keep updated on yeah. what is happening in society. So I know I can, you know, can I come with a good analysis here or do I need to know this? But otherwise, I'm trying to be very careful with what I feed my mind. So I'm only trying to, mm -hmm. you know, uh, look or read uh, interesting, uplifting stuff that can get me closer to my goals. Of course. And I know that if I, you know, overdose on black pills, yeah, I will only get sad uh, because <laughs> I'm also just a just a human who can be exactly you know negatively influenced. So so I'm careful with that. Yeah, it's the same thing with not create content. You know, um, maybe at the beginning, for example, of an essay, I will say something you know that is a bit uh, maybe black pilling and so. But as you continue reading it, you end up with something positive. You see why what you can do about it, you know, and not just be doomed, as you can yeah. say. And the thing is uh, about you can see this thing, and the best example is in the red pill community, you know, dating and stuff. Instead mm. of just accepting how things work, you constantly obsess over and you constantly talk about the negative sides, this and that, that you never actually get out of the loop. You never, yeah. you, you get, get in, into even worse position than you were when you were just like blue pill, you know? You were just, yeah. you become literally full of hatred and what, what's the point, you know? So yeah, like, like uh, I really have the same view as you, as you because we all know, most of us listen, most of the people listening here know what's going on. There's no yeah. point in talking about it. now it's just time to work, work and work, you know? And lead by the example. That's, that's about it. That's what we can do, you know? And that's why social media is a blessing in my view. You know, it's a blessing because yep. we can share our ideas, we can share our life and uh, connect with many, many people over the world, just as we are doing right now. You know, I would never think that I would get a chance to talk with you. But here I am sharing my story. People are listening, thankfully. And yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's an absolutely beautiful thing, man. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, the, the, I have a few questions uh, left for you if you have time. Yeah. Uh, so. We touched upon, you know, how bugmen and such stuff, they can get addicted to gaming. They can get addicted to these things that we can say are degenerate. But mm -hmm. you can also take a look at something as Lord of the Rings. You can take some look at the game as Witcher. Yeah. You can take uh, some examples from history, from great, you know, battles. All of these things can help us in our journey in our mission so you know oh, not, and not even that let's get a bit more real it's fun <laughs> it's yeah. fun you know <laughs> let's not pretend it, it's enjoyable but yeah, it is through that enjoyment through that entertainment it does connect to the goals you know so it's, i don't want to say that oh you need to play witcher to get jacked but you but <laughs> playing it will it's a better experience than you know playing uh, call of duty and you know all yeah. day without any uh, story without any, you know, 
uh, hero's journey, which is basically the most important thing, you know, Assassin's Creed, Witcher, they all have hero's journey. You are following this character, you're building him up, you're leveling him up, you know, and same maybe as a Stronghold, Age of Empires, you know, you're creating, you're building something, you're defending it. it it's, it's fun, of course, but it's, it does help with your mindset, right? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so first and foremost, I mean, everyone, everyone needs downtime. Uh, yeah. So no matter how productive, you know, how much someone grinds, uh, you know, this grind set, uh, everyone needs downtime. I have downtime as well, and I do believe uh, myself to be uh, quite productive. But I also know that I need to have some time where I just unwind, not focus on anything, and their gaming can come in quite, quite well. So that's one aspect to it that no matter how committed, no one should or could be productive 100% of the time. So gaming is as good as anything to you know, unwind and, uh, and relax a bit. Then finally that you should mention Witcher, Witcher 3. I, uh, you know, playing yeah. it, uh, it's, uh, it's increased my love for, for European civilization <laughs> yeah, with, exactly. with a lot, just because of the sensation, the beauty. Uh, the music uh, and also when you run into the cities in The Witcher, you know, mm. I, I talked about Visby uh, in, in Gotland and uh, yeah, that's basically what you what you have in, nice, in The nice. Witcher, these sort of places. And yeah, of course you have the... Going in nature oh, as well, yeah, going in nature as well, like literally, yeah, yeah. you know, going in, in, into woods and, it, you know, it, it, it really helps you, you know, to find beauty in real life as well. But yeah, go on. Yeah, it does. It does. Exactly. I was just getting to that point that you see this nice architecture, you see this nice naturescapes, uh, you know, a forest, a lake. And if you are exposed to that, you you will want to get out yourself in nature. That's at least the impact it uh, has had on me. Same thing with Assassin's Creed. I posted a while back that I started climbing, so, you know, <laughs> bouldering, uh, and I did that only because I have been playing a lot of nice. Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's the impact, the influence. You influence your mind with certain impulses, which you can then, uh, you know, use in um, in your own training, for example. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, true for uh, yeah. Witcher, Skyrim. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a funny thing because, look, well, a lot of these things, you know, people when they get addicted to gaming, or addicted to anything, you know, that is maybe obje not objectively good or bad, mm. they shut it off completely. They're like, no, this is the past me, I don't want to play games anymore, I don't want to listen to, I don't know, music anymore, I don't want to watch movies. But this is wrong, in my opinion, mm. you know. You, it's just the way, you, because, because it shows that you are, have not fully grown enough to be able to enjoy something for an hour or so, and then move on to real life, you know. By, yeah. by ignoring this, by, basically you are removing a great part of your life entertainment yeah. having fun you know uh, as you said we are all humans we have emotions we have our problems we need these things I mean we do not need them but it's very good if you have them of course you know mm. so re by removing these things by being scared of you know getting addiction and stuff like that that's a separate problem that's a problem in the mindset if you have an addictive personality then anything can be a problem, you know. But trying yeah. to go, game games are horrible for you. Like objectively, games are horrible. This is horrible. Don't do, don't watch movies. T turn off your subscription, stuff like that. You know, it's ridiculous to me. You know, you, yeah. it's like you're just running away from life. Yeah, yeah, and and it also comes to this 
very Puritan mindset that I see some guys they have, especially in in the beginning, they want to be as pure as possible. They want to be as you know only only mm. grind, never have any downtime. Uh, they they only want to consume completely pure uh, things. Uh, yeah. Never watch any movie at all because they will find some sort of degeneracy <laughs> everywhere. And, and I mean it. it it takes a toll on your well-being and on your energy when you're constantly looking for for things to to get upset by. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I know in Assassin's Creed, for example, that in mm. one game you are you're playing um, I think it's Revelations or something that you and the bad guys in the game are the Byzantines, and of course we as Europeans we view the Byzantines as the good guys and the Ottomans as uh, the bad guys. But I could still enjoy the game. I could still enjoy the scenery, the um, you know, uh, climbing aspect, the the uh, fighting aspects of it, yeah. without you know getting consumed by by being annoyed at the small stuff. Well, of course, uh, the last game as well, like the Valhalla, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm. <laughs> it has a lot of contradictions and so. But you know, it's still it's still fun to see your, for example, for you, your culture being represented you know in a game even so if there are some problems i'm sure that you know it feels like this is you know at least there's something mm. yeah but let let me let me t ask you about this um i believe we covered a lot of questions you know <laughs> many topics mm -hmm. all over the place you know but that's that's how it goes yeah. uh, the last thing i want to ask about uh was about dauntless Mm -hmm. and about what you got coming up next so i have doubtless here like right in my hands uh, it's the first ah, version great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I bought it when uh, yeah two years ago mm -hmm. and it's it, this is a book that i like to recommend to anyone that's new to all of these things you know new to mm -hmm. self-development new to western civilization and stuff like that um, and you know it sums up perfectly what you need to know and it gets you in the right direction to explore these topics for yourself because of course if you want to write a book about training it will be a whole book you know it makes sense yeah. but yeah it's, it's definitely a great book and I, I do want to get hands on the newer version but tell me a little bit about it why did you decide to write a book oh first and foremost thank you it uh it's highly appreciated that you, <laughs> that you recommend it uh, means a lot of course uh so basically i wanted i've always wanted to uh, to be an author because i've always read a lot of books ever since uh well since forever basically as far as i can remember uh so it was sort of a natural thing to do and i also wanted to have my my teachings in uh, in one place so i could just point to to one work that okay mm. uh, read dauntless and there you have everything it's quite nice to have this uh, a constant reference to uh, a larger piece of work that you can always refer to uh, because i've made maybe ah well over 2000 videos on youtube <laughs> now many of them i have taken down myself uh, because they were bad some youtube uh, have removed um, and I've remade some videos, but uh, I made a lot of videos, a lot of different um, topics I've covered. So I thought I want to have it all in one place, and uh, I also want it to be written down somewhere. It should, for some reason, all of my writings and teachings online be completely wiped off. Mm -hmm. I will at least have as many physical copies out in the world as possible, so that you know, we talked a while back. 
a while back about um, you know this uh, one guy has been influenced by me and in turn mm-hmm. has influenced a third guy who in turn influences his nephew and if we see Dauntless as being a part of that he can then give uh, a Dauntless copy to his nephew uh, and the the nephew at hand he perhaps may never have heard of me but mm-hmm. he at least has the book a physical copy in hand that he can read and hopefully begin on on his own ascent via so uh, that is also one you know an anti-fragile aspect of it that of course i want to have my my teachings in in print in physical form of course of course and something that i believe has changed a lot you know from writing this first version is your view on fate right like you've been a lot more uh from what I remember, you know, you talked about God. You talked about much more about uh, the importance of it. You know, the, how your yeah. how faith has changed in your life, like recently. Can you talk about about that? Because it's the same from me. Uh, I've been, you know, the same way you could say about you being individual and so thinking everything is about you. But when you f- feel God, when you feel this urge, when you feel this need to pray, to be thankful for, you know, to get you on your knees and just have this sense of humility. It completely changes you as a person, you know. It completely changes the way you act and why you act. You know, it's like this. It's like you can reach a few levels by your own, but once you accept God, like I like, I like mm. to say, when you put your guard down and let God come into you, it's like you reached a new level that you couldn't reach before. Yeah, yeah, that's very well put. I, I completely agree. And uh, mm. this is also to tie back into the question of uh, unhealth among mm-hmm. people today i do believe that in removing god from people that is a big reason for people being unhappy that you're if you're only responsible to yourself and as i said the universe begins and ends with yourself mm-hmm. that's a quite unpleasant thought uh if you really think about it but if you acknowledge god uh divine powers yeah. uh, something above you that you can freely submit to and understand that yes i'm only one part of god that is uh is a very good sensation and as you say it does change you how you view yourself mm-hmm. and in in becoming more humble uh, i know that <laughs> people they might not think i'm humble but in in my worldview i am quite humble i i see myself only as uh you know as part of god and as a servant of my people that's that's mm-hmm. what i am essentially so uh in finding this you you find a certain level of happiness as well and uh, a certain comfort that is very good to have and it grounds you in a way that can be hard to to find that level mm. of groundedness and that level of calm i would yeah. say it's hard to find it without uh, you know looking for the divine so yeah. if you look for it and as you say we're very well put if you let your guard down let god let the divine come to you, then uh, then you will find it. Of course, and this is something that I believe, you know, men especially struggle with, you know, uh, submitting or being grounded and stuff like that, uh, because we're always used to, you know, being more dominant, being stuff like that. And this can, this is good, this is our nature, of course, but submitting to God, having like this father, like we all, we all have our fathers. You know, we all kids in some way, sense to someone, mm. and having father figure and that being a god, that is uh, something 
it's like you said, like before you said, you know, you grew up, you had, you had your, the elders, you looked up to them. When, when you have God <laughs> that you look up to, you know, of course yeah. you cannot never, not even close, be to, close to God. But what I mean is you have this perfect image of a perfect being, divine being. And if mm -hmm. that is, you know, that is humbling because you know that you will never be close to that, but you know that at least something is there. So yeah. it's it, it completely changes you as a person. And I, I remember what I want to ask you, and I'm sure that you will say that this changed you as a person as well. Having a beautiful daughter, like mm. how has that changed, or not maybe changed, but maybe enhanced your uh, views on the world, you know? Uh, yeah, so, um, so I mean, it, has, uh, it hasn't changed anything in my worldview yeah uh specifically but it has as you say enhanced and made me perhaps a bit more radical in some senses a bit more intolerant in some mm. senses uh and also on a you know on a on a mental level i feel more more motivated now uh both in terms of you know achieving regime change uh, because i don't want her to grow up in today's sweden and also in terms of my own uh, businesses that i I feel a bit more um, uh, accountable to uh, yeah, yeah. in regard to that as well. So, um, so yeah, it's definitely been uh, an additional motivating factor. Uh, of that, course. Uh, that is good. Of course, of course. All right, man. So I want to uh, let you go, but I just want to tell you what's next. Like I'll ask you, what's next? For you like what uh, what is something that you're doing next like uh of course we talked about that you have your businesses that you have all of it running and i know that your i guess biggest goal is just to continue to expand to share the message and so but what's next do you have any projects do you have a book coming up what's up yeah definitely so yeah again long-term goal regime change uh <laughs> being a key part of that uh it doesn't have to be me who actually does it but uh but i want to be a part of it at least uh, next project is um, my next book, uh, which will touch upon more of the cultural and mental aspects of of everything. So it will mm -hmm. sort of be a, a guide to culture on one side and on also to the to mentality and to understanding others, to understanding yourself. It will be mm. a bit more of of God as well, actually. Uh, so nice. Dauntless is a very practical, you know, train like this eat like this <laughs> uh do this this will be the next book will be more about understanding certain things uh understanding propaganda to a certain extent understanding how you can use magic uh, or mentality to uh, uh, get ahead yourself mm. amazing I, i'm really looking forward to that this sounds very interesting to me uh so yeah the, thank you for doing this with me it was a great great pleasure um, and yeah, like I want to say to everyone to listening to this, you know, Marcus has great products. And if you want to help in this, you know, the thing that we talked about, the culture and so support the, something that is probably produced where you are from, you know, if you're from Europe, if you're from America, all right, support that. And if you want to support him, do that. Read his book reviews, post physique, <laughs> do all of these things, you know, yes. because it's all, it's all fun and games, but it also is for a greater purpose, you know, and for what we do our work for, you know, to help, first of all, you to be better. Leave all the politics aside, leave all, leave all these things aside. I just want you to be happy and better. 
and so does Mark so I'm sure so yeah thank you for doing this man oh thank you thank you good talk good talk all right goodbye